What is up, everybody? Welcome to Talk To Me, episode 27. On this episode, I speak to Michael Del Pizzo of Sunflower Dead. Uh, I've talked about this for a little bit now, so if you haven't checked out Sunflower Dead, I'll be playing some music from them soon, and then I'll go into the interview. Also in this episode, I've got a special little treat for you. I went to the Bad Fish concert. Uh, I go into a de- little bit more detail of why I... Uh, I detail a bad fish concert, but I've got a little night out with Toomey, so hopefully you guys enjoy that little segment at the end of the podcast. So yes, this episode is brought to you by Fleet Street. You got a journey with Fleet Street back to a time where men were truly gentlemen and the greatest of care was taken in crafting their personal grooming products. Made with all natural ingredients, essential oils, and gentle fragrance handcrafted by the man himself. Uh, They encourage you to explore their sophisticated selection of products they have to offer. Hair pomade, mustache wax, beard balm, and beard oil. So head on over to Fleet Street on Facebook, F-L-E-E-T-S-T-R-E-E-T. Like them on Facebook. Let them know you heard about them on Talk To Me, and you'll be entered to win a free bottle of beard oil. Compliments of Fleet Street. So yeah, head on over to Fleet Street, like their Facebook page, and then let them know that you heard about them on the Talk To Me podcast, and you will be entered to win a free bottle of their beard oil. And from the people that I know that use the products, they rave about them, so I'm so glad that Fleet Street is on board with the Talk To Me podcast. Just truly grateful to have partnered with such a cool, cool company, and uh, you guys check them out. Check them out on Facebook. Like I said, Fleet Street on Facebook, and uh, let them know you heard about them on the Talk To Me podcast. Also, exciting, exciting news. The t-shirts are available now on Amazon.com. So head on over to Amazon, type in Talk To Me, and pick out your Talk To Me t-shirt there. And there's a lot of great uh, great selection there. You got men's, you got women's, you got kids' sizes, and also you got them in an array of different colors. And so head on over there. It's not too bad. Plus, if you have Amazon Prime, you get free shipping. So head over. And uh, I'll tweet out this link, and I'll put it on the Facebook page. So, like always, follow me on Twitter at TalkToMeTalk, Facebook.com slash TalkToMeTalk, and Instagram, TalkToMePodcast. And all of those will have the links up. So head on over, support the podcast, let everybody know that you're supporting TalkToMe, and grab yourself a TalkToMe t-shirt. So, Super Bowl 50 is in the books. And uh, congratulations to Frank Novitic and his Broncos for uh, taking it to Cam and the Panthers. I have to say, I did not expect that outcome at all. So it's uh, it was crazy to see. We had a nice little Super Bowl party over at my buddy Micah's house, played some poker, ate some good food, drank a few adult beverages, and overall had a great night. It was crazy to see the Broncos' defense just pretty much in the backfield every time that the uh, Carolina Panthers took a snap. And, you know, you, you've just got to give it to them. So that'll be the last I talk about football until closer to the draft because of me being a Tennessee Titans fan. But uh, for all you football fans out there that also enjoy the Talk To Me podcast, hope you guys had a great Sunday night. Hope you guys had your designated driver. Hopefully everybody made it home safe. And like I said, guys, I've got Michael Del Pizzo of Sunflower Dead on the podcast tonight. And I uh, just wanted to let you guys uh, hear a nice little Sunflower Dead track I've talked this uh, song up a couple times, but uh, this song is called It's Time to Get Weird, and uh, it features Jonathan Davis of Corn on the track. So check it out. We uh, talk a lot about this song on the podcast, and hopefully you guys uh, enjoy listening to this interview 
it was a cool guy cool guy to talk to so uh here's some sunflower dead with it's time to get weird and then we'll go right into my interview with michael del pizzo Oh my 
What's up, dude? This is Michael from Sunflower Dead. Hey, what's up, man? Joshua Toomey with the Talk To Me podcast. How you doing out there? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just getting done uh, listening to, uh, actually just, you know, catching up on my Sunflower Dead as we speak. So, good timing. Cool. <laughs> so, let's kind of get into this really quick, man. Uh, with the Sunflower Dead, you know, I think you guys kind of popped up on my radar a few months ago. Um, maybe doing some Facebook uh, sponsored ads and things like that. But the one thing that really com- uh, caught my attention was how polarizing the comments were. Like some of them were just like my favorite new band ever. And then some of them were just like, what the hell is going on here? These guys, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great, but it, you know, like Marilyn Manson always said, it's, you know, I'd rather be hated than not noticed type stuff. So, so it's definitely, uh, <clears throat> you know, how is it for you yeah, guys, you know, basically? You know, man, you know, when we started the band, the, um, polarizing is the word I used to describe what I wanted to be, you know, what I wanted this band to be. I said, if we're not polarizing, it just doesn't matter. I said, because there's a million bands out there that stick in the middle of everything and, and literally will, will, when people hear them, they go, oh, they're cool right on and they forget about them. Yeah. And right off the bat with us, it was like, Man, people had this great affection towards us where they absolutely tried to murder us with their words and they hate us and violent threats. And we were just like, okay, this is, <laughs> it. This is, this is where we want to be. You know, I mean, it, it's not so much about people loving or hating it, but it is just about having people have such a reaction to it that they have to decide and have to, you know, they, they, they get a feeling from it either way. And that's how I feel an artist is doing something worthwhile. Yeah, I mean that's definitely uh, even with the podcast. You know, I would rather I would rather see a bunch of you know negative comments and people it takes a few seconds of someone's time to actually sit there and want to voice their opinion about something rather than like oh that was cool whatever next next for them to actually for them to actually pursue the passion to actually you know hit those keys on the keyboard to uh, to at least try to tear you down is you know definitely a positive in you know in certain ways because a lot of times those people. I think can be converted. Man, when I first heard this band, I hated it, but now I, you know, I get it type stuff. So, so you guys are definitely doing something no, great. Yeah. Or they just talk about it so much because they hate it that they end up turning on a hundred other people to it by accident, thinking <laughs> they're they're going to turn people away and they end up turning people onto it. So it's you know it's all good. I guess the idea is you know as long as people are talking about it, you're doing something worthwhile and. Uh, you know, we definitely get the hate, but we get the love, so I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I absolutely love the imagery and, you know, everything. And even uh, <clears throat> I was talking in the last podcast a little bit, you know, when you had you coming up on the podcast, I was like, you know, I absolutely love the, you know, the the take on rock and roll over on your album cover. And, you know, it, just being an actual rock band again, you know, and that type of stuff, being out there and, and uh, you know, just put, trying to put on a great show and being a big band type type attitude you guys seem to have. Yeah, you know, it's back. It's almost back to the um, the fundamentals of being a band. You know, not that we're trying to be a band from the '70s per se, because I think there's enough of those bands trying to go backwards. We're definitely not trying to go backwards, but we still are a real band. You know, we write our songs together in a room together. You know, um, we don't email tracks back and forth. We literally have a little recorder in the studio, and and we record ourselves and listen to it and. It's very an old-school approach in that regard, and it makes for better chemistry because you're getting that tangible, hands-on feel between the band as, as opposed to just, 
you know, okay, that sounds cool, record it, you know, which is what a lot of bands seem to be doing nowadays due to technology. Definitely not our, our bag. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the rock and roll overcover, that kind of came about as a joke, and um, it just kind of worked, and, and we love Kiss, so we're like, well, we'll pay homage, you know, to people that, and, of course, that brings the hate because people say, oh, well, you're just ripping them off, and I'm like, no, we're not ripping them off. We're paying homage to a band that should have paid we should pay homage to them for all the doors they kicked out. So we should. And that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, you take, you know, even if uh, people think you're ripping that off or whatnot, I mean, that was a staple of the, you know, the 90s hardcore bands was to just to basically, you know, uh, take a logo and make it their own and, you know, taking the Snapple logo and changing it to something else. Or, you sure. know, that's, that's just, that's a staple in music. And I think even when I saw it personally, I saw it as an homage and not that you're trying right. to rip them off and not trying to, uh, trying to just step on their toes and, and you know, be a copycat band. I, don't, I definitely didn't see it as, you know, anyone being a copycat. So, Yeah, because we're definitely, you know, once you, you know, the, get past the makeup and that album cover, there's not a lot of similarities between us and Kiss, except for the fact that, you know, you know our goal, you know, is, is the whole arena rock thing like they do in terms of the big shows and entertaining people. But musically, we're, we're definitely a, a different ball of wax for sure. You know, plus with the makeup, too, and if in uh, 30 years, you know, you guys want to change out a few members, they could just wear the other person's makeup, and no one will ever notice, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, or just, you know, have somebody... The cool thing is that, like, all the, the people in Sunflower Dead kind of came up with their own style. It's almost an extension of their personality. So, like, our bassist, you know, isn't the original bassist from our first album, he actually joined after the first album was recorded, and he has a completely different look and feel than the original basis, but it worked because nobody, you know, it's like, it's just his natural personality. He's got those goggles in his vest and his dapper clothes and his hair slipped back and then his eyes bleeding, or I mean his, his mouth bleeding. It just kind of works, and I think, you know, if, if we ever do a member switch, I'm hoping we don't have to, that we'll just continue with that. That new member will just, add his personality to the look because I think that's what gives us, um, it makes it real for some way or another, you know, like yeah. the spikes on my jacket are an extension of my personality because I really don't like generally when people touch me a lot, you know, and, and that's why I put those spikes, like porcupine spikes, you know, so if you try and touch me, you're going to get pricked. And so it's, it's almost like a, an odd way of being honest with who you really are. The makeup is. That's crazy. Yeah. With the, um, the post that you made the other day, I saw that, you know, you had posted about, uh, it was a pretty heartfelt post. I thought it was, you know, roughly, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's something along the lines of, you know, eight years ago, we traveled out here to try to make it in music and, um, we'll just give it a year and we'll, we'll track some demos and things like that. And here we are eight years later and, you know, you guys are doing great things, but I mean, just kind of take, take us back to, you know, what made you guys decide to move uh, out to California and kind of what was the uh, uh, thinking behind that? Well, the truth is, is like eight years ago is when we decided if we were going to stay in California, but we were already here for 10 years. We had moved out here, me and Jabu, the guitarist and Sunflower Dead, we grew up together. I've known him since I was about five or six years old. So we, we moved out here when we were very young to pursue music. Um, we did two bands in the first 10 years we were out here. Both had done some things and offered record deals. We'd gotten to a certain point, but we just couldn't get to where we wanted. So about eight years ago, we figured, all right, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to go home? I mean, we have money. Should we buy houses? Should we get married to girls? You know, what should we do? And, 
and we were just like, well, let's let's just give it like, let's give it a year, see what happens. We'll do a couple demos and see where it goes. And lo and behold, it turned into this thing called Sunflower Dead, and it probably took about four years of us, you know, little by little, getting it together. But it grew into where we are now, and we're moving along quite nicely. And uh, you know, you never know. You know, you never know where something's going to lead. And um, who knew? Who knew? We thought it was going to be a one-year. Uh, live in California after, you know, 10 years of working hard and it turned into, you know, the best band we've ever been a part of. That's great. That's, you know, that's always, it always kind of seems like that. It's always like everybody, you know, everybody's just about to give up. Like when you're right at that, right at that, you know, breaking point of like this throw in the towel, it's like, you know, let's try it one more time and see what happens. And, you know, and it always seems to, uh, you know, a lot of the best stories come from that uh, beginning, yeah, I guess. For sure. All right, and let's go to uh, I think the one thing that you know caught my basically caught my attention with the post and with the uh, the polarizing comments, and then you know recently you uh, released this great video um, <clears throat> with uh, with Jonathan Davis. You know how did that come about, and uh, you know kind of give us the uh, background of that song. Okay, well the, the song is the title track to the record. It's time to get weird, and it's time to get weird is pretty much the band's kind of mantra, you know, or mantra, however you say it. <laughs> and uh, it just basically means be yourself at all costs and don't worry about what other people think of you. You know, it's like that. that it's, that's our foundation. And uh, I, my one guitarist, Jamie, would started saying it on stage in our first touring cycle for the first record. Before we walked on stage, he would say, well, we're dressed like a bunch of weirdos. You play the accordion. I mean, time to get weird. You know, nobody knew who we were. So he would just say, let's go get weird. And it just kind of stuck to the point where our fans started saying it. And then we kind of knew when it came time for the second record, before there were even songs, we knew the record was going to be called A Time to Get Weird. There was no doubt. So actually after the record was done and mixed and mastered, we were meeting with record labels and a label in L.A. that we met with, who we didn't sign to, but the owner of the label said, you know what, why don't you ask Jonathan Davis some corn because we had already had the, we were going to go to Europe, with, to London with Corn in the UK to play some shows with them. They're like, well, since you're going over there with them, why don't you ask John if he'll sing on one of the songs? And we were like, uh, okay, you know, we hadn't even <laughs> thought about it. So Jamie, who's also who's very good friends with the guys in Corn, in fact, he took guitar lessons from Monkey well before they were Corn. I mean, he's, he's known these guys forever. They, they were LA, I don't even know if they were LAPD yet. So before they were even thought of Corn, he's been friends with them. So he texts John, he said, hey, he goes, you want to sing on our record? And John was like, sure. So we sat on the track, it's time to get weird. I just kind of felt like that would be a good one for him because, you know, he's always been about being himself and he's always been so unique and he's taken a lot of slack for it. So I was like, you know, I think this would be a, a cool one to have him sing on it with me. And he brought us to his studio and we tracked the vocals. No worries, we hung out at his house and uh, he was the coolest dude ever. And um, it was great. And then came, we knew it was going to be a single, so we needed a video. And I told the guys that I want it to be animated, and, I'm gonna, and I wrote this storyline that kind of used John's past history as a mortician, because that's what he did before he was in corn. And it used the storyline of, the, of the, the Sunflower Dead story. And I combined them, and I told the guys about it, and they loved it. And we found these animators, and I said, make it like a Scooby-Doo cartoon, and they did, and boom, there you go. It's time to get weird video, and I think it's the best visual representation we've ever done. It's just so much fun and twisted at the same time. 
Yeah, something great. So, so you actually got, you know, you actually went into his studio. That was one of the questions I had for you was obviously you didn't send the tracks off to him and then basically get the tracks no. back with him singing. So you actually, you know, sat down and did the vocals together. That's I great. Sat, I sat right next to him when he was recording tracks, like not even a foot away. And I was like, hey, sing this line. Hey, sing that line. And what do you think about this? And you go, what do you think about this? So I was, I was really right next to him while we worked on it. We filmed it. You know, we have it filmed. We have. It's all there, you know. It, it was really, really cool, you know. And it was, it was easy because you know John's a pro, so he was like, oh, "I got you." Yeah, he would lay it down, and I would go, "How about this, y'all? Oh, I see where you're going with it." And it was really no word. It was just such a fun time, and you know, that's Jonathan Davis, you know, the the, the 18 year old me was was would be kicking myself, you know, like, "Oh my God, you're in the studio with John, and he's singing your lyrics and your melody, and it's crazy." Oh yeah, there's definitely been some guests on this podcast where I've gotten off the phone and. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just talked to, you know, so-and-so or, you know, like I just interviewed, right. like, you know, and it, even in just like a ridiculous manner, like I just I just interviewed the guy from Metal Church, you know, and like I loved right. Metal Church when I was like 14. Sure. And, and, you know, and yep. the, their publicist reached out to me about Metal Church. So I was like, oh, my God, hell yeah, I'll interview Metal Church. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, isn't that cool? That's just so cool. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny world we live in today. You know, there's there's not as much separation as there was before between people and the media and artists and everybody. So it's kind of cool. You know, you can get in touch with these people and talk to them and record with them and have great producers do your record, and which is what we've been lucky enough to do. So yeah, that's, that's how the John thing came came about. And hopefully, we'll get to the point where he'll come up on stage with us one time or ten times or a hundred times and sing it with us. Yeah, that's the one thing too, you know, with the, with the day and age, you know, with the internet being so just, you know, everyone's connected and gotten some pretty big names on the podcast, everybody from like Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch and the guys from Hey Breed and things like that, just just big names and I'll have people ask me like, "How are you getting these people on your podcast?" and I just go, "I ask them." Yeah, that's it. And, and, and they're like, "Oh, okay." You know, cuz they're right there on Facebook, you know. Right you can, there, you know, people are there and they'll talk to you and and they want to talk about their art and they want to you know, promote it and get it out there, and it's 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 an even playing field in that regard. And people will talk to you. It's not back in the days where only uh, Rolling Stone magazine was going to get the one interview with the the big guy out there. Now, they, you know, they want to talk to you. They they want you to know. They want the people that listen to your podcast to check the, check out what they have. I mean, I know I do. So that's not a work. Yeah, it's definitely a crazy time we're all living in, you know, definitely with uh, everybody being basically just a six degrees of separation, I think is probably down to about two with most people. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. So with the new album, I mean, what's the what's the plans right now? What's the touring plans? Well, the, the single is uh, being worked to radio right now, and um, it doesn't officially impact radio until I think February 16th, but I know stations are already picking it up. And we actually have our CD release show in California on Friday night out here in the Costa Mesa. So we're going to do that. And then we're going out next Friday to Vegas and we're playing um, what's called the Radio Contraband Radio Convention. And it's kind of like a invite only for bands to play in front of all the radio programmers across the country, all being one spot at a big party. So we're one of the bands that gets to go play in front of them. And then, uh, you know, we're just kind of biding our time until uh, the right tour comes along because we've been kind of holding off on touring until we get one that really will get us, you know, phenomenal exposure because that's kind of the point we're at. The first album, we did a lot of touring, a lot, a lot of touring, and now we want to get the most 
bang for our buck, the most impact and exposure from the, the touring we do. So I would say by the summer at the latest, but hopefully sooner, we'll be actually announcing a tour or on the road already. So on the first album cycle, who, do you, who did you guys play with? We toured with In This Moment, <clears throat> excuse me, In This Moment, <clears throat> hell yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, All That Remains, Nonpoint, El Nino, Tower Man 5000, Head P.E., Corn, Snot, um, Taproot, uh, Madball, <laughs> um, got uh, Soil, the tour is so, I set to kill, I mean, we toured a lot of bands, and uh, awesome. we toured for two and a half years, and we got a lot of exposure for a band that was nobody and nothing, and we worked it, and we created a nice little fan base for us, and now we're taking it to the next level, and you know, of really attacking radio, and now looking for the bigger tours. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just definitely with those tours alone, that's a that's a, an amazing uh, step off point, you know. With like like sure. I said, I, you know, I just I just feel like um, you know, with it kind of popping up, you know, in my radar, and then you know, well, obviously with this song with Jonathan and just everything kind of, it, it, I just feel like something's coming together, and I don't I don't know what it is. It's it's just a pretty amazing time for you guys. I'm assuming I'm assuming. It is, you know. It's the, I mean, I, well, I'm thankful and humbled, and I'm just going to enjoy every moment of it and hope it. The momentum keeps going because we still have a long way to go. But yeah. uh, it's just about taking opportunities. You know, I I, I spoke in a, you know, there was the big NAM convention, which is the big music convention out here in Anaheim. It was two weekends ago, and I, I spoke at a panel on it. And I basically was telling the people that the best thing you can do is be open to all the opportunities that come your way. You know, keep your mind open and just take them. You never know where it's going to lead. And that's our attitude in Sunflower Dead. You know. We very rarely won't take an opportunity. More like it has to do with if we don't, we just physically can't do it at that time, you know. Because the more opportunities you take, the you know the more opportunity something great can happen. Yeah, with the NAM convention, I noticed you know obviously saw a post of you being there and things like that. What was the uh, what were some of the highlights that you saw out there? Um, well, I'm not really kind of like a, a gear guy, and that's what it is. It's all the new yeah. gear and the new guitars and equipment. But um, the highlight for me was just literally talking to all the different people and how cool everyone was. And, you know, I didn't notice a lot of ego or anything. You know, you just talk to musicians and then the the artist reps from the different instrument companies and how nice they were. It was really cool, you know. Um, And then speaking on the panel and on the panel I was on, Dave Lombardo from Splayer was on the panel. So I got to meet and hang out with Dave a little bit and, and, you know, we, we gave advice to the people that were in the room. It was a packed room, and it was killer. And so that, that was probably the highlight. Besides that, I was just really busy, you know, doing tons of interviews and walking around for 10 hours a day. So it was, it was hectic. All right, and the big story coming out of NAM. Are you, are, are you ready to go on record about uh, Mr. Philip Anselmo's uh, white power rant? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, basically... I mean, I don't know Phil personally, and but obviously a, a huge Pantera fan I always was. Um, I chalk it up to this man. Uh, you know, racism is not right, whether it's a joke or not. You know, it's it's one thing to be joking around your friends, I guess. You know, if everyone is comfortable and you can say whatever you want, but when you're in the public eye nowadays, it's it's, it's a little bit different story. You kind of there's no there's, there's no space for that kind of thing anymore, and and um. 
you know, he made, he made, uh, he made a mistake, but at the same time, he apologized for it. So I'm always about giving people, you know, if they apologize and they turn the corner, it's all good, you know. I'm not sitting here trying to hate on anyone, but uh, racism as a whole, I don't, and and uh, I don't think it has any place in, in um, anywhere. And it's good that that conversation was brought up in the world of rock and metal because it generally has tended to be a very male-dominated and white male-dominated genre. And now that, as it gets more diverse, it's nice to see it be talked about and yeah. uh, tackled because it's, it's good. Everybody should be involved. And sometimes in the metal community, it tends to be very conservative. You know, like you said with the comments, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of, I don't like this, I don't like that, you know, going on. And it's nice to just start to see people preach a little tolerance, whether, you know, it's overblown from what Phil did or not. It's still good that it happened because it gets people talking about how they can be more accepting of others, which ties into the title of our record, Time to Get Weird, <laughs> which is being yourself. Yeah, I think the one thing with me, with the, you know, with the video itself of him screaming white power at the crowd, it, you know, it, if it maybe had just been audio, I could have been like, well, maybe he had a smirk on his face and it really wasn't an inside joke. But like when you watch that video, I mean, he just says it so angrily and just like screaming at the crowd. Like I was hoping that there would be like a smirk or a chuckle or something, you know, that, that would that would uh, indicate that he was joking around. But yeah, watching it uh, a few times, you're just, you know, you just get so down about it. No pun intended, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what the thing is? I'll tell you what. I'm a... And, and from my experience, I'm a very sarcastic person. Yeah. Even on my social media, I post very sarcastically sometimes. And if people don't know that, they might take offense to certain things. But, like, and that, you know, when you're in the public eye, you kind of have to watch that a little bit. But I don't know where, I don't know the dude personally. I don't know where he was coming from. I, I could, you know, I, I've, I, I met him for three seconds this summer, actually, in France at Elsa when we were on tour over there. And, I just said hi to him, but I don't know him, so I don't. I, if he made a mistake and he apologized, great. If it was a joke and he apologized, great. But it brought up the idea of tolerance in the metal community, and that is something that is sorely needed all the way around. I, de- I definitely agree with that. You know, I've had um, you know African American people on the podcast, and that's one question that I always kind of have to like talk about is, you know, what? How do you feel about being in this business? And you know. Uh, you know, being in this business is a very, you know, white dominated business. So it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely nice for them to get that conversation out there and, and you know, for everyone to kind of talk about it because, you know, you know, I'm from the South. I'm from, you know, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee of all places and a huge okay. Pantera fan. And, you know, basically when they kind of started really going with that huge rebel flag, Confederate flag uh, motif, yeah. you know, that really, it really turned me. I mean, like Pantera, I've gone on record many times saying is my all-time favorite band, and even when they kind of start, even when they kind of started popping up with Dime and his Confederate flag guitar and things like that, it just like mm-hmm. even when, even when I was a kid, I was like, oh come on, like why do we got to do this? You know? uh, it's just yeah. Rough. Well, you know, I mean, the Confederate flag means different things to different people. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia, so the Confederate flag to me always was a you know it was a sign of the Confederacy. You know, right. the Confederacy was associated with slavery and all that stuff, you know, but at the same time, that's not what the Confederate flag was, you know, made for, just like the swastika that the Nazis adopted. Originally, I think it was an Egyptian sign or something yeah. that meant something else, but they adopted it and they turned it into something so evil. 
So if, if you go by the, the, you know, literally, yeah, that symbol isn't bad, but what it means to people now, it is bad. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, it's, if you could take it two different ways. The Confederate flag is a tough one because if you grew up in the South, you know, it means certain things to certain people. But overall, you know, I don't know. I'm not down with the whole racism thing. And I, I just, it's just like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's not my ball of wax, especially, you know, in fact, everyone that's not Flower Dead is so influenced by so many different styles of music and artists and people that it's just not in our DNA to even think like that, you know. So um, it's, it's interesting. But I'm glad the topic is being talked about because I think it will just make for a better music world for everyone involved if everybody's accepted and it's all good. All right, we'll get on to, uh, we'll move on to something else. But I actually... You know, I I played in bands through the 90s and early 2000s, and, uh, you know, a couple times we'd play Halloween shows, and, you know, you get to put makeup on or get to put a mask on or whatever, and I always loved those shows because I feel like I could be someone else on stage, and I always, uh, you know, looked at Slipknot and Kiss and, uh, you know, even like a Mushroom Head or something, and I was like always so jealous of those bands because they could walk on stage and, and be someone else, you know, they weren't they weren't the, the same guy they were when they were off stage. You know, when they walked on because they were wearing the masks and stuff. And I just say, you know, with a band like yours, where's the, where's the makeup and stuff? How is, uh, you know, how is that transformation for you? Do you feel a transformation when you walk, you know, put the makeup on to go on stage? I do. You know, I, I do. In a, like I said, in a weird way, it kind of brings out certain things inside of me that are that are actually very real. You know, it's not like I become a character per se, even though I guess I kind of do. I just, I just am free to kind of do what I want at the moment without any kind of, because I have makeup on, the guys do, we get judged a little differently. So if we do certain things that are, would honestly be seen as odd without the makeup, we get away with it. But it's a double-edged sword, man. Like, when you walk into a venue and you see a band with makeup, it gets everybody's attention, right? But they also, it also, basically, you get like a 35-second window where if you're not any good, they're going to go, oh, they're just another band with makeup. They're just stupid. It's a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? So you really have to, yeah, get people's attention. Yeah, it allows me to, you know, act a certain way on stage. But you really have to bring it musically. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. The makeup, it's just the show. But the music is the meat and potatoes of everything. And if you don't have that, um, it's really just going to, people will dismiss it very quickly. Yeah, there was a, a few years ago I went and saw Alice Cooper <clears throat> play, and probably one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen in my life. And I've you know I've seen a bazillion concerts, but like going to see Alice Cooper, and he, you know, it's one of those shows where you're like, oh my god, that's an Alice Cooper song too, and that's you know you don't realize how many songs by that by that man a were hits and b that you know, and uh, but the, you know the whole stage show was great, you know the theatrics were great. And uh, just putting on a right. huge rock show like that, it was just uh, it was so much fun to see. You know, I saw Alice twice in the last probably three years. And, um, you know, I saw him on the Motley Crue final tour probably two summers ago. And they had just started their final tour. And um, I'll tell you, Alice wiped the stage with Motley Crue. And I'm a Motley Crue fan, don't get me wrong. I love Motley Crue. But his show and their musicality and then the stage show and like you said song after song after song he just molly them on stage and <laughs> it was impressive you know it was impressive love alice cooper big alice cooper and, and kiss is definitely where sunflower dead is coming from entertainment entertainment wise 
we're not, even though people tend to associate more with the new metal and Slipknot and Mudvayne and Mushroomhead kind of bands, which are all great, and I love those bands, we're coming more from Kiss and Alice Cooper. Yeah. Alice Cooper was one of the only shows I ever saw that he opened with school. Was it a School's Out? And he closed with School's uh, Out, and it made perfect sense. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, just anything else that you know you have um, that you kind of want to get out on the podcast? Any any cool story that you wanted to tell? I don't know if you had anything on your brain. Any cool story that's on top of my head right now? A good oh, man, cool um, story opening for somebody you know, a fan. Um, let's see. I was on this well, Let's see. Um, I was on stage in. Somewhere in the Midwest, and when you tour, everything starts to run together. Cause all you see is the road and the stage and the backstage. And um, we were we walked into this place, and it was kind of like a just a big open auditorium with this really high stage. It looked like it looked like a stage set that was been a stage set from a Judas Priest concert in like 1983. <laughs> like it was all metalized and really high, and and I was like, oh my god, this is humongous. And I'm up on stage, and we're performing. And before the last song, I said to the crowd, I said, I made the joke, oh, God, was this Judas Priest's stage in 1983? I said, it's so high, I can't believe I haven't fallen off the damn thing yet. And wouldn't you know it, in the first measure of the song, I, I did a little twist on stage, and I flew right off the stage. And, and with my spike jacket on, I, I, I rammed into a girl and her father in the crowd. And, and the whole time I was flying through the air, I was just like, oh, my God. I'm going to kill somebody with this jacket. I'm going to get sued, and I'm going to jail. Here we go. So I can't believe, like, I had just said, I can't believe I haven't fallen off the stage of the crowd, and there I went. And I didn't just fall. My baseball said that I hit the, the monitor, and I, like, took off and caught air and caught momentum and, like, really went flying. And I was like, oh, luckily, nobody got hurt severely. And then that, that, that father and her, his daughter got a lot of free merch out of it, and they were super cool about it, thank God. I did not impale her with the spike. But, um, that's where you yeah, have to go with the uh, the cartoon, like, you know, uh, foam spikes. You know, that's what you got to go for those for. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I know, right? Yeah, I, I've, real, I've even hurt myself with them. I felt my head with them, and it hurt. But uh, thank God that she didn't get hurt. But, but that was an interesting story. We have a lot of interesting things happen on the road, like every other band. But um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking some time tonight, coming on the podcast. And uh, just let everyone out there know how they can find you guys and maybe even find you personally if you want them to uh, online and uh, maybe they can reach out and say hello. Sure. I mean, well, we're on all the social media. Obviously, we have sunflowerdead.com on Facebook. We're on Twitter, on Instagram, YouTube, Reverb Nation. And if you reach out to any of those sites, I'm one of the moderators, so I will respond to you unless you send me like really weird messages and then I probably won't because there's certain things that are just too odd to respond to. But most of the time, 99% of the time, I will respond and have conversations with people about whatever they want to know, advice, you know, about music or anything they want. So hit me up on those sites and um, it's all good. I'm, I'm there in Sunflower Dead. Stay weird. It's all good. How can they purchase the record online? You can get it digitally everywhere. Whatever digital site you use sells the record right now. And if you want it physically on CD or signed, also you can get it at sunflowerdead.com in the store section. All our merch is up right now. All the both CDs, vinyl, you can order it away, and uh, we'll send it to you. That's great, man. Well, you have a great night. Appreciate you coming on once again, man. 
Thank you very much for having me. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, there we have it, guys. That was my interview with Michael Del Pizzo. And once again, thank, uh, thanks to him for coming on the podcast. Great guest. Great up-and-coming band. Make sure to check them out on iTunes. Go support new music. And make sure to let them know that you heard about them on the Talk To Me podcast. So up next, I've got my little night out with Bad Fish. I... Uh, Kind of did a lot audio documentary of my trip downtown to see them. And, you know, I got this sweet little uh, audio recorder for Christmas and really haven't had many chances to use it. So I figured I would make a little segment for the podcast. So reach out to me at talk to me talk or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash talk to me talk. Let me know what you think about this little segment. And, uh, if you guys enjoy it, maybe I'll do a few more. And we'll see where that goes. Maybe do some more album reviews. Definitely want to branch the podcast out a little bit and uh, do some special things for you guys. So make sure to let me know. You know, just reach out to me. Let me know what you guys want to hear. Let me know what you like about the podcast. Let me know what you don't like about the podcast. We'll make this a little, little bit of a team effort. So yeah, so here's my little uh, trip out to the Badfish show. And this actually, uh, I did get a little quick interview with Benny from the band Shrub. Shrub is out on tour with them right now. Definitely got to check those guys out. After the interview, I've got a little Shrub song for you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. All right, guys, it's uh, about 7.30. Heading, uh, getting ready to go to the Badfish concert. Going to uh, keep you updated on everything going on today. So, so I will see you guys when I get to the venue. All right, we're in the car. We're getting ready to go downtown. We've got the new Megadeth album in the background. Ready to rock out. And then we're going to go see Bad Fish. And I will give you guys a detailed rundown of the Bad Fish show. So we're in the car now. Headed downtown. Talk to you in a second. Hey, I know I'm breaking in on the uh, Bad Fish concert experience. But this Megadeth album is so flipping good. And this bass line right here is sick. I mean, you can't, you're just totally rocking, David Ellison. If you're out there listening to the Talk To Me podcast, you got to come on and talk to me about that. I've also got a great Megadeth story I'll have to tell on the podcast one day about uh, about getting into the Megadeth and Slayer show by uh, just basically talking my way into it, insisting that I was on the guest list in a uh, very professional manner, by the way. But I was. Uh, it was a great story. And uh, hopefully you guys will uh, get that story soon. If I ever get David on the podcast, I will definitely have to tell it. It's a great story. Okay, I'm going to continue listening to Megadeth. About to stop to get some gas. And then uh, I'm going to go on to the show. Alright, I've made it downtown. Weaving my way through traffic. I just heard from uh, Talk To Me podcast regular Casey Sweet. who I'm meeting down there. They're at the pizza place next to it. Going to maybe uh, indulge in a slice before I go into the concert. Kind of depends uh, how much time we have left. So uh, that was my uh, quick update for the podcast. And uh, I will see you guys momentarily. All right, guys, as I was driving down here, uh, just kind of thinking about, you know, why on my podcast would I be uh, kind of reviewing a Bad Fish concert? And uh, A, Sublime is probably one of my all-time, uh, you know, just favorite bands i can't say enough about the original sublime and uh back in 2007 while i was on tour with primer 55 
I was reading a lot of magazines and I was reading this article about tribute bands and, you know, basically cover bands, but this is more of a tribute band article. And, you know, Badfish was the uh, kind of the basis of the article and they were talking about how at that point there was no Sublime with Rome. Badfish was kind of, uh, you know, the only ones, you know, playing that catalog of Sublime songs. And at that point they had played more shows than Sublime ever had. And they had played songs like Santeria and all the all the songs off of the self-titled album way more than Sublime ever had because Bradley died, you know, so early in that album cycle. And uh, so it was always just an intriguing thing for me to, to sit back and look at like a tribute band like that. And, you know, when Badfish came around last year, they played uh, 40 Ounces to Freedom in their entirety. Tonight, they're going to play the self-titled album in its entirety. And it's just a fun concert to go to. And the other part is free tickets. You can't beat free tickets. So, so got some free tickets. Going to go listen to Sublime. Uh, go listen to some Sublime. You know, have a couple of adult beverages and just have a good night out on the town. So, you know, that's kind of where this podcast is coming from today. And hopefully you guys uh, aren't too freaked out that uh, on the Talk To Me Metal Metal podcast, you know, that we've got some uh, some bad fish. So I will, uh, I'm about to get out of the car now, headed down to meet Casey, go into the bad fish show, and uh, most likely my next entry will be uh, a review of the show. So I will see you guys momentarily. All right, first band just went off. I don't know if you can hear me or not, which is kind of loud in here, but uh, first band had horns and a uh, Dimebag Daryl looking guitar player. It wasn't too terrible, but uh, we'll see how this night unfolds. All right, we just had uh, Shrub go on the stage and come off. I've actually seen them before and didn't realize it, so uh, good stuff. Good, uh, good little band there. Not too bad. The bass player is the star of that band. So if you go check out Shrub, make sure to check out the bass player. Other than that, up next, Bad Fish. All right, we got Benny here on the podcast from Shrub. We're standing out front of the, uh, where are we at tonight? The Mercury Ballroom? Yes, I believe that's what this place is called. So what's it like being on tour with Bad Fish? I mean, it's been it's been awesome, man. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. All right. We're like, uh, you know, we're five days in, six, seven days in now, and, you know, we're kind of settling into things. It's going it's going real well. Cool, uh, cool. We're happy to be here. Yeah, man, it's the second time I've seen you guys open for Badfish, so I'm assuming you guys have a very nice uh, r- uh, rapport with Badfish. Is that what's going on? Yeah, they, those are the homies. Like, out of, out of anybody in the, whole, in the whole business, like, Badfish is our boys. And they'll take us, you know, they take us all over the, all over the country, man. I, I got to California, I got to, you know... Every corner of the U.S. Right, so so, so nice boy, Charlie so man. You know, nice, nice boy from Ohio. You know, getting yeah. to see the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, the, the way I see it is, I've never, I've never, I've never really planned on making enough money to go, you know, go vacation in Hawaii or some shit. But if somebody calls me up to play music in Hawaii. That's you know I'm gonna get to go to Hawaii. Oh yeah, you it's gonna be so, awesome. So is Bad Fish taking you to Hawaii, or are you guys going there? Uh, not, Hawaii, not yet. Hawaii, not yet, man. They've taken us. I mean, everywhere else. Seriously, everywhere but Alaska and Hawaii. We've been with Bad Fish. <laughs> I, I think, I think with your with your demeanor, I think if you get to Hawaii, you might not come back. 
Yeah, dude, I've been thinking about it. I know Pat is uh, Pat is closely affiliated with Hawaii, um, and yeah, it seems like it seems like a good place to be for sure. Cool. <laughs> All right, so you're an original musician, yeah. and so and so you know from my years of touring and things like that, you know, I know what it's like to be on stage. So so how do you feel opening for like basically a tribute band every night? Is it, you know how would you feel being in a tribute band? Put it that way. I think I think that you know I think the bad fish is the shit. Yeah. I think that. You know, Badfish is is amazing, and it's hard because I compare myself to them. Yeah. And as an original musician, you know, when you go up and play your songs, it's not going to be the same as like Badfish. They're going up and playing what I got. They're going to play in Santeria. You yeah. know, everybody loves this shit. Yeah. So it's it's you know it's hard sometimes because. I'm like, why aren't they responding to my shit like they are Santeria? But you know why. It's, you know, it's Santeria. It's Santeria. How can you, so, you know, yeah. So, so, I mean, it's good. It's good. They're definitely giving us the ropes. They're definitely teaching me really, you know, everything I've known about being on the road. Right. I just watch these guys try to do it like they do because they're fantastic, you know. And yeah, I... I I think it'd be a fucking dream gig to be up there singing with them, man. That'd be, that'd be yeah, I think with with a tour like this, you know, you've got a, you know, you guys. Um, what was the other opening band called? I'm sorry, uh, Tropodelic, man. Tropodelic, Tropodelic yeah, great, out of Cleveland. Yeah, great, great band. So yeah. you know, Ohio, Ohio represent on this tour, right? Oh yeah, we had we got five days with them. Five uh, days. Four days. We did Cincinnati, Louisville, uh, Cleveland, and Columbus. That's great. So so with this style of music, you know, it's it's, it's a very house party type music. It's a very uh, yeah. you know college type music. You know, uh, getting to play <laughs> venues like this with Badfish. Yeah. You know, how, what does that what does that do for you guys? I mean, it, it means the world to us to be here. Really, it's uh, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be doing, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be reaching all these people right. if we weren't here. And so, it, it gives us a chance to spread our music and and to an audience that's that's receptive to an audience that is into this kind of thing. You know, it's 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 you know, it's everything we could fucking ask for. Really. All right, man. Well, it's chilly out here, and I know we're uh, we're getting a little chilly, <laughs> and it looks like you got some fans waiting to meet you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Uh, so just you know. For my listeners out there, just let me let me know or let them know where they can find you guys online. Uh, we're on, you know, Facebook. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think I think MySpace is outdated now. I, I don't think we're on there anymore. <laughs> uh, but th- those are, those would be the two places. Pandora Station's pretty good if you're into like you know that kind of stuff. I, I, you know. All right, Benny. Well, I definitely appreciate it, man. And take care and uh, go sign some autographs right and uh, on, shake, ba- you know, Thank shake you babies so and kiss some hands, me, man. Dude, I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. All right, we're walking away from the Bad Fish Show. As you just heard, we got a nice little interview with Benny from Shrub. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, once I get back to the car, into the heat, I'll give you my quick review of the show. And uh, it'll be fun, it'll be fun. And uh, I'll see you guys momentarily. Thanks. All right, back in the car. It's 12.23 a.m., it's awfully late on a school night, fellas, ladies and gentlemen out there listening to the podcast. But uh, we just talked to Benny from Shrub. That was fun. Those guys are great. Make sure to check them out wherever you can. Uh, like he said, Spotify, uh, YouTube, wherever he said. I don't know. I'm freezing my butts off right now. Uh, you know, just a few uh, comments from the show. Uh, Badfish is a, you know, this is the second time I've seen them. It's a very uh, hard sell for me just being a musician. And, uh, you know, to be up there and be totally constricted by, you know, you have to pretty much play the songs note for note. You know, you don't really get much for artistic freedom. 
uh, they do a wonderful job of playing the Sublime songs, but uh, it's, it's so hard for me just to kind of sit back and listen to. Um, a lot of times, you know, maybe you know, maybe they could just be playing the CD live and just pushing play, and I might get the same uh, same rush out of it. You know, if you could just get that many people in a room and just hit play on the Sublime CD on shuffle, you might get the same reaction that you do with the crowd uh i kind of feel for the guys in Badfish because they're talented musicians uh extremely talented and they're kind of just you know handicapped by having to play the songs note for note because if you don't you know somebody's going to point it out and be like oh well that's not the note you played there and that's not what goes on there and that's not the drum fill right there and oh my god that's definitely not the bass line you know so you definitely have to play the songs note for note uh you know sublime being one of my favorite bands of all time it's hard to see, you know, other people playing those songs. It's definitely a fun, uh, fun night out. Once again, uh, free tickets always makes it much nicer. And, uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, man, go out, go out and get you a couple of beers. Enjoy the catalog of Sublime. Uh, you know, they're going to, Badfish are going to play it as true to uh, form as possible. And uh, you're going to enjoy yourself. Don't get me wrong. And uh, I'd love to have the guys on Badfish to kind of sit back and uh, talk about, you know, where they came from, uh, you know, what they're doing now. And, uh, you know, obviously they make a fantastic living uh, doing this tribute band. You know, not sure if they have to have day jobs or whatnot. But, I mean, it's the same venue where I've seen, you know, Machine Head and I've seen other, fan, you know, huge bands play. And Badfish is pulling in as many people, if not more, uh, playing you know, cover songs being a tribute band. So, you know, they're not starving right now. I can tell you that, uh, if they're doing their finances correct. So, so that's been my adventure out to the bad fish concert. Hopefully this has been fun for the podcast. Uh, make sure to check out shrub on their many, uh, many, many musical outlets. Make sure to check out bad fish if they come to your town. And, uh, as history has told us, you know, Shrub is probably going to be opening for them and whatnot. So, great times. Good night. Good night, all. Be careful.
chocolate pastries Got me wasted, I'm through steak faced it Here's to the chef that baked it, it's tasted Melt into the wall, embrace it Even the fossil, bang for a morsel Negotiations, I need another raise Yep, I need another paid vacation My cool is wearing thin, I'm losing patience Sick of clocking in and the conversation My foray into the Bad Fish concert. Hopefully the audio was okay. Obviously my first time trying a little on uh, on site interview. Uh, Benny's a cool dude, man. Uh, make sure you guys check them out. Uh, make sure to hit them up on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, make sure to go and like them on Facebook and uh, reach out and say you heard about them on Talk to Me. And let's see here. Uh, once again, Talk to Me T-shirts are available Amazon.com. Search Talk to Me. Uh, they're available in men's women's and youth sizes and a few different colors they got the sweet logo on them that uh ben and beverly ross did uh all the money goes back into the podcast uh you know i try to get these podcasts out to you free every week you know any money is made from the t-shirts go right back into production costs and uh you know getting these podcasts out to you every week free every week on tuesdays so again shirts 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 Get you a Talk To Me t-shirt, free shipping with Amazon Prime. And uh, make sure to check out the sponsor, Fleet Street. If you got a sweet beard, you got some hair that needs some pomade in it, uh, make sure to go check out Fleet Street and get some male grooming products and get your man card with Fleet Street. So go to Fleet Street, like them on Facebook, say you heard about it on Talk To Me, and you will be entered in to win a free bottle of beard oil, courtesy of the fine fellows over at Fleet Street. Uh, the Sunflower Dead album. Make sure to go and get that on iTunes, sunflowerdead.com. Get some autographed swag. And if you are listening to this podcast on Tuesday, this upcoming weekend, they're in Vegas. So how else did you spend your time in Vegas this weekend? Go play some cards. 
then go see some Sunflower Dead, pick up an autographed CD from the guys, tell Michael and the guys that you heard about them on Talk To Me, and have a great, great time in Vegas this weekend, which I need to be going to Vegas soon because I love Las Vegas and a lot of great people out there. And last but not least, this weekend coming up is Valentine's Day, so make sure to do something special for the lady in your life. Make sure to take her out for a nice dinner, nice movie, nice uh, walk in the park. So just do something nice for the lady in your life. Get her a Talk To Me t-shirt because they do come in women's sizes. But no, for real. Love the ones you love. Love your loved ones. You guys all have a great, great week. I will see you guys next Tuesday. And it looks like we've got some cool guests next week. I haven't recorded the podcast yet, so I'm not going to blurt out who's on the podcast. And uh, at the... Uh, I do have a future episode that's already recorded, but we need to hold off on. But uh, March 1st, Kurt Vanderhoof of Metal Church is on the podcast. And that was a great interview. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that one. And uh, I've heard the new Metal Church album in its entirety. And you will not be disappointed if you're a Metal Church fan or a metal fan in general. So make sure to check them out. And then uh, Walking with Giants album is out. So make sure you're checking that out too. So a lot of great stuff going on for past guests of the talk to me podcast the walking with giants album is out sunflower dead album is out uh new hate breed is coming out new metal church coming out a lot of great stuff going on in music right now so hopefully you guys are out buying records and uh, supporting all these people you support them i support them and you guys definitely help me out by supporting the talk to me podcast so and until next tuesday you guys have a great week i am joshua toomey and this has been the Talk To Me Podcast.